Hello, and welcome to Cavancast. How's it going, you beautiful people? Are you ready for a new episode? I can't hear you. Oh, who lives in a van on his own and he cries? Me. No, I love it. I swear, I swear I do. I love it. It's so great. It's so great. Now, I always do this when the uh, when the weather starts to change and it starts to get colder. I go, do I really want to do this? Oh, hey, actually, something cool did happen. Um, no, it wasn't cool. Why am I saying it was cool? Um, something happened that had never happened before. Uh, my van got opened for the first time uh, while I was in it, um, which was a... I mean, that gets your fight or flight going. So it turns out there's a there's a third response. You've got fight, flight, or just swear a lot. And I I swore a lot. <laughs> it was kind of fine. It was just a load of kids just being drunk and trying it. And um, obviously, like, say, Oh, it was him. No, it was him. No, it was him. No, it was the guy over there that's, like, not here anymore. Of course it is. Of course it wasn't you or you or you or you. And, yeah, I basically just... It was, I'll tell you what the annoying bit was. The annoying bit was like every response they gave to my, to, to what I was saying was exactly what I would say if I was that age. They were like 15 or 16 or something like that. And there was like 10 or 15 of them. And um, I couldn't tell them that they were replying exactly the way I, re- I would reply. <laughs> but in my head, I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty smart. I can't really say anything because I can't prove who actually opened my van. Um, but I tried throwing in like a moral lesson of a dude in his 20s. I was like, God damn it. God damn it. I feel so old. I feel so old now. But um, yeah, so that shit me up a bit. I don't know why I didn't have the door locked. I mean, it was my fault. I'd actually, I'd gone to a friend's gig and... Um, I'd gone to the gig, I let, the gig was great, I had a great time, left the gig and um, got myself a nice chicken wrap and some chips and a can of pop from from a, from a food van and um, went back to the van in the car park that I was in, started to watch The Office, had a nice little evening to myself, it was great. And then, yeah, I just suddenly hear all these voices. And then I was like, God, don't, don't try anything. Please leave my van alone. And, yeah, and they didn't. And then what ensued, ensued. But yeah, it, eventually it just fizzled out. And I got back in my van and I, I was like, I'm just going to drive away. I'm not going to stay here out of spite just because it's... <laughs> Part of me wishes I did. I'd just be the grumpy old man. You damn kids. That's what I should have done. I should have put on a voice. I should have put on a mask and a voice. Now, well, we live and learn. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's that's been the highlight of my week. Um, no, it's been, um, yeah, it's been an interesting week. It's been okay. Um, I've done a lot of impulsive stuff, gone to impulsive shows, um... 
the one of which I will tell you about in because the the first word of today actually goes along with it so I'll I'll jump into it and and go in it with that but um if you if you haven't heard Kevin Cars before if you haven't been here before welcome in nice to have you uh secondly how it works is I just use a random word generator to generate five random words and then I talk about them with whatever comes to mind and have a good time while you chill and have a good time yourself. Everybody has a good time. Maybe you're having an afternoon nap. Maybe you're returning home from work or a night out and wanted some company. Maybe you are, maybe maybe you have a chicken wrap and chips and a can of pop. And in, instead of watching The Office, you're listening to me instead of Michael G. Scott. Whatever you're doing, I hope you are well, and I am going to crack on with the words of today, and the first word of today is thunder. So, as I was saying, I went to, I, I very impulsively went to see this absolutely absolutely fantastic show the other night uh, I got a text from my friend saying do you want to come and see the rock orchestra already I was like yes but not just the rock orchestra the rock orchestra by candlelight and you know what I'd actually already seen an advert for this it was like um, an orchestra of like a 13 piece orchestra and they just play uh, orchestral arrangements of um, rock songs, really, really well-known rock songs. And man, what an amazing thing to go and see! And I'm so glad I did. And I was, I, I was, I was feeling, you know, impulsive and like spontaneous. And I was like, yeah, let's go. It was like an hour or so away from where we were, and I was like, yeah, let's do it, let's go. Um, so yeah, thirteen-piece orchestra with occasional awesome vocals, uh, just performing banger after banger after banger, uh, System of a Down, Metallica, Linkin Park, Rage Against the Machine, but they started with Thunderstruck by AZDC, and let me tell you, if you haven't heard that 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 intro played by violinists with electric violins you need it in your life so if you're in the UK they're on tour till like I think like March next year so defo go and see them man it was really really good the vibe was awesome and that awesome thing happened that doesn't always happen at gigs, but when it does, it's amazing. And it's that thing that people do when applauding isn't quite enough. So everyone starts to stamp their feet and you end up with this beautiful, thunderous rumble that just fills the room and gives you total goosebumps. Oh, it's so good, man. I think a couple of people might have actually recognized me. Uh, so if you did, 
and you were surprised to see me going absolutely crazy and not being really chill. Surprise! The duality of being a human. You gotta be in touch with both sides, man. And yeah, I think, I think I've said before, going to gigs is definitely my release. Whether it's an orchestra, <laughs> some smooth jazz, or heavy metal. It's all a release. Should we get a bit sciencey about thunder? Because I have definitely forgotten most of what I learned in, learned in school about it. Um, okay, what is what is thunder? As lightning connects to the ground from the clouds, a second stroke of lightning will return from the ground to the clouds, following the same channel as the first strike. The heat from the electricity of this return stroke raises the temperature of the surrounding air to 27,000 degrees centigrade, which is 48,632 Fahrenheit for anybody using Imperial. The rapid rise in temperature creates a rapid increase. Ooh, they like the word rapid here. The rapid rise in temperature creates a rapid increase in the air pressure as well, rising to 10 to 100 times the normal atmospheric pressure. Ha! Huh. Sounds like the pressure my parents put on me when I was in school. <laughs> the pressure of a gifted child. I was not a gifted child. Anyway, under such pressure, the heated air explodes outward from the channel, compressing the surrounding air. As the heated air expands, the pressure drops, the air cools, and it contracts. The result is a shock wave with a loud booming burst of noise sent in every direction. Now, if I wasn't as mature as I clearly am, I would be putting in a fart joke here. But as I am incredibly mature, I'm not going to say, Sounds like me after a chocolate milkshake and a cheese pizza, if you know what I'm saying. Because that would be incredibly uncouth. Can we talk about how good the word uncouth is for a second? It's one of those words that's like, you know, like nonchalant. You don't really get people saying, I'm very chalant about this thunderstorm. Like you don't... You don't say about well-mannered people, oh, they're, they're very couth. What a couth person. What a couth young man. Maybe you do, but I've never heard it. And that means it's not true. Because we're living in my world right now, and I am God. Dude, I swear, if I ever became cavern almighty and like gained, gained God's powers, the first thing I would do is fix the goddamn English language, not any way specifically, like, well, I'd make it less confusing, but I wouldn't, like, go through it. I'd just click my fingers and it would happen. It just would. I wouldn't need to know how, because I would be God. I'd just be like, what would I do? I wouldn't click my fingers. I'd be like a, I'd say what would happen. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd put my fingers to my head and I'd go, and then there would be a big, massive crack of thunder, keeping it relevant there because I'm a professional. <laughs> and then everyone would just, you know, be able to wait, mate, but, oh, 
trying to fix the English language and I can't even talk. And then everyone would just be able to make way more sense of English. Like if, if Cavancast was ever attempted to be translated now. Jesus. Like I wouldn't even want to know how that would go. Lightning does not always create thunder. I was Lightning McQueen came into my head. Ka-chow. And I was going to start talking about Lightning McQueen, but Lightning McQueen, that's not we're not talking about lightning. We're talking about thunder. Okay? But apparently lightning does not always create thunder. In April 1885, five lightning bolts struck the Washington Monument during a thunderstorm. Yet no thunder was heard. Hmm. This says to me that like that wasn't that wasn't normal lightning. Like I described in an earlier paragraph. That's like I don't know, man. That sounds like some like godly beef to me. You know what I mean? Like some like they had some issue with America when and struck the Washington Monument a few times, like, <laughs> yeah, that'll show him. And then he's like, he's like driving home back to his like God planet, wherever they go. And then he suddenly like slams on the brakes. He's like, oh, God damn it. I forgot the thunder. That's like half of it. What am I doing? Stupid. Stupid. God, you don't deserve to be a god. You can't even get that right. I can definitely imagine Thor doing that. <laughs> to be fair. Also, did you know you can sometimes hear thunder when it's snowing? Yeah, I know, right? I guess that's the same... Well, I don't know if that's the same thing. Do you remember I, uh, we were talking about Volcano um, a few episodes ago? A little while ago. Sorry. Oh, it's a sleepy day. If you yawned, I'm sorry. I love that yawning is contagious thing. I really like it. So, if you yawned. Huh. Yeah, we were talking about volcanoes a while ago, and there was that thing about... Like when a volcano erupts, like the ash um, makes like the rapid friction. Is that word rapid again? That rapid friction from the ash and the air generates. Oh no, that's lightning. Well, it's the same thing, really. Snow thunder. It's a fact. Just accept it. I don't know everything. I'm not God. Okay? If I was, I would be the type of God that would forget the thunder when I struck lightning. It's just a god with ADHD, really, isn't it? Like, oh, lightning, 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 lightning. Just gets hyperfixated on the lightning and then just totally forgets about the thunder. Like, oh, god damn it. You know, I've never been swimming in the snow. I've been I've been swimming during a thunderstorm. That was really cool. They have those rooms now where it's like, they're like thunderstorm rooms where it like emulates a thunderstorm and a massive rain shower and, and it's just a pool of water and you just sit in the pool and it's like being, it's like swimming in a thunderstorm. I would recommend that if you want the experience because it's safer than, you know, being in a massive body of water while electricity is flying around in the air. But hey, we all do dumb stuff when we're kids, right? 
Um, but yeah, I've never been swimming in the snow. That sounds like a fun time. I think I've been a. I think I've been in a hot tub in the snow. Yeah. Oh, swim is the next word, by the way. Hello. <laughs> word number two. Um, guys, such a such a smooth segue. Even I didn't notice it. Um. Yeah, I I really want to go to Iceland and do the hot springs there. Anyone ever done that? What's it like? I mean, I imagine it's very relaxing and refreshing and revitalizing. But does this, because it's all sulfur, right? So does it smell of sulfur? Does it just kind of smell like farts all the time? Surely not. That would be a, that would not be a good, I feel like TripAdvisor would jump on that. Yeah, it was so refreshing. Smelled like ass though. I'll tell you what wasn't relaxing and refreshing though. The time I had to rescue my friend's dog. Let me set the scene for you. A not so warm autumn day in England a fair few years ago. So, you know, basically before it's, you know, summer in October. Um, I was living in my hometown. And on this particular weekend, a fair few years ago, I was tasked with the responsibility of looking after my friend's dog. Dog sitting, if you will. That was the weirdest emphasis I've ever put on a word. (laughs) Oh God, okay, dog sitting. Dog sitting. Um, And of course... I, I accepted the task. I, for one, love a side quest. Big fan of them. I uh, I picked up young Toby, a collie whose recall is very commendable. Uh, a trait that is quite common for that breed, as they are worker dogs. And we began our journey along the paths, through the fields, playing fetch, running jauntily through grass and other terrain. Toby was having the time of his life. Nothing more did this incredibly good boy need in his life at this moment in time than the, than the, than the freedom to run wherever the wind or I took him. I am the wind. I am the god. Um, that be if I was the wind god, I'd do the same thing. I'd have this like massive gust of wind or a tornado, and I would just forget the sound. I'd forget the just silent wind. <laughs> oh no! Silent wind is something else. Oh, carry on, carry on, move past it. Halfway through a battle with like the the lightning god. Taste my thunder. Taste my lightning. Oh yeah? Taste my silent wind. Yep. That's a sketch somewhere, isn't it? Someone have that. You can have it. Anyway. Uh yeah, running around. Simple pleasures. Simple pleasures. The bare necessities. Hakuna Matata, some might even say. Uh, Now, it was at this point in the journey that we come upon a river. 
a fairly well-known river in England called the River Thames. If you have, if you have ever seen the the intro to EastEnders, the soap opera that that goes dum 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 dum, dum you'll have seen it. Or if you've ever been to a river in London, it's probably that one. So upon the River Thames we came. Upon the Thames we came. That's something I never know. Sometimes I say River Thames. River Thames? But it's Thames. Oh God, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, so yeah, at the River Thames. And Toby, Toby's not a dog that shies away at the presence of a, a vast body of water. Oh no, 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 no. Quite the opposite, as I found out. So, as I said earlier, it was not a warm day. Uh, but it wasn't the coldest. But definitely wasn't the warmest. And Toby very clearly wanted to have a, a wee paddle. And so I obliged throwing the trusty stick I had found just a little bit out of depth so he could have a little swim out, a little, little tad extra paddling. He could retrieve his wooden companion and return it to my possession, at which point we would repeat the process again and again. So this back and forth repeated several times until... Eventually, to my deep regret, I threw the stick out one too many times, and Toby, whilst on his way to once again happily fetch the stick, spotted a couple of ducks further out on the water. Now, I don't speak dog, but I can imagine the word that popped into his head rather quickly upon seeing said winged animals was friends. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's not his voice, but that that's what came out. Now, um, now you'll remember that earlier in this story, I mentioned that Toby's recall was commendable. I would like to retract this statement because as he made his way over to his new apparent best friends, he also became, very suddenly, completely deaf. Now, along with his newfound deafness, Toby found that his newfound friendship was also very one-sided. Not a sausage of desire for this friendship was made from the side of the ducks that would hint at any repercussion re, re, repercussion reciprocation on their part and so with the ducks on their merry way and toby cocking a deafen this dude was literally up shit creek without a paddle well shit river up shit river without a paddle and there's definitely some poop in that river, let me tell you. But, and, well, depends on the paddle you're talking about, because he did have a paddle. He had a very good doggy paddle. Ugh. Because he was swimming, not only with the current, but against the current, too. Great. Love that. Good. Good for him for being strong. 
So after about 10 minutes of me losing my voice, trying to get him back, I decided it was uh, time for some more drastic measures. It was lifeguard time. So down I stripped to my pantaloons on this chilly autumn afternoon and leaving my clothes and such with a very kind family who had to witness me in my delicates, uh, I immersed myself within the dark, uninviting water of the Thames to rescue my furry friend. This dickhead, right? As I made my way over to him, like a knight in soggy skin-like armor, did not see this as a rescue mission. Oh no, he saw this as a game of chase. So what did he do? Swim away from me against the current. All the while getting more and more knackered and looking more flustered. The cognitive dissonance in his mind must have been something else at this point. Like, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, but I must swim, I must swim, I'm so tired, I can't go on. Swim, 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 swim. <sighs> Eventually, after about another ten minutes of chasing this Michael Phelps ass little shit around the Thames, I eventually managed to catch up to him and bring him to the bank of the river, which of course was about seven feet high and really muddy, about twenty yards away from the lovely mini beach that meets seamlessly with the water, a very easy entrance that would have been, oh no, oh no, not for me, no. Luckily, the, the father of the aforementioned family that were looking after my clothes came over, reached down, and helped the young, vexatious Toby back up onto dry land, helping me also to get back up. And safe we were upon grassy land momentarily until after about 30 seconds he tried to jump back in. Bruh, I nearly pulled something lunging at him to stop him resubmerging himself. And so, after drying us both with my jumper and getting dressed back into my clothes semi-damp, we returned home, and I have never seen a dog sleep more soundly than that little asshole did that evening. Apart from that, I quite like swimming. <laughs> the next word is animated. I love the animated world. I think I have more respect for animators of all kinds than a lot of the people that work in that industry, purely because of the patience necessary to do the job. I, I have respect for everyone who works in that industry. You know, every role is important. Um, I've worked as a lot of them, and I've worked with most of them. Um, but yeah, the patience necessary to to be an animator, man. I've watched so many behind the scenes and and like documentaries of 
different types of animated films and Jesus man whether it's claymation or like 2D drawings or stop motion or like the 3D rendered stuff the focus needed for that seems incredible and the things they can do with animation now like I know I know so much of the time is like sliced now because of what you can do with computers but still like have you seen the water in Disney films these days it's mind-blowing like Moana, not only did they make it look unbelievably realistic, but they gave it personality. Like that's ma- that is magic to me, dude. Seriously, I wanna, I wanna say I think I prefer animated, 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 animated movies to like I IRL movies, IRL movies, live action movies. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> There's just that there's so much more freedom with it to be able to let imagination come to life. Considering the word comes from pretty much the like the direct Latin translation meaning a bestowing of life, that kind of gives it even more credence. I think. I also I really like films that are a blend of the two, like animated and live. And there's different ways of doing that as well. Like on on the one end, you have like your Mary Poppins with her penguins, penguins. Uh, Or if you want to get a little more modern, your Looney Tunes back in action featuring Brendan Fraser, who I definitely don't talk about really in this podcast at all. Uh, Maybe I should talk about him more. (laughs) Actually, I also really recommend the new Chip and Dale film if you like that kind of thing as well great film I might have recommended it before but yeah that like live action meets animated in loads of different styles like Roger Rabbit style really good really good but yeah on then on the other side of the that field you have films like films like Waking Life and A Scanner Darkly Films that have, films that have mostly been filmed live action have been animated over the top. They call it rotoscoping. So the the artists will take the IRL footage and then trace over the top of it uh, to bring a whole new dimension, I guess, to the original footage and to give it you know, so much more freedom and they can, you know, they can make it go wherever they kind of want to. Oh, also like a really good example of it is the, the, you know, the Take On Me video by AHA. AHA or AHA? How do you say their band name? Take On Me by AHA. Take On Me by AHA. Take On Me by AHA. It's AHA, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh yeah, it's like half the the video. It's like half comic book and half real. Um, that's probably one of the most well known and obvious uses of it. But I don't know how much the, like the actual rotoscope technique is used nowadays because, like, like the effect is there, but the actual like long drawn out process <laughs> drawn out um because like if you look at some of these filters for 
TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram these days, they're ridiculously quick at providing these same effects using AI? AI? It's probably not AI, but I'm going to say AI. Clever Cody things. Yes, 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 yes. Um, either way, it's kind of cool, but also very terrifying. But yeah, I don't know if that means they're using different effects now. I don't know. I don't know. Also, if you if you do want to be sent into an existential spiral at any point, watch Waking Life. One of my favorite films. It's actually probably better to watch it with other people. Maybe just one other person. Um, people who are like kind of if you have friends that kind of have, if you have a philosophical edge or you have friends that have a philosophical edge, then like maybe them. Because then you get to discuss the things that are talked about in it. Basically, the film follows a dude who is stuck in this perpetual lucid dream. Um, the episode about which I swear I am getting to it is so close to the top of my to-do list. I promise. The dream episode is coming. So yeah, dude stuck in a perpetual lucid dream and just meets all these characters along the way or just kind of finds himself in conversations, you know, like you do in dreams, like, you know, suddenly you're just in this scenario with no context at all and you're midway through and stuff is just happening. And um, yeah, there's some of the most profound philosophical things you will ever hear so highly recommend that one here's a couple of things you may not have known about animation and cartoons before we move on um so you may have noticed in most animations that characters won't have four fingers and a thumb like we do they'll only have three fingers this is because and this is really cool losing a finger saved a ridiculous amount of rendering time when animating and thus saved a load of money which is why i reckon one of them when i I learned this i thought about this and i think it's uh, why i reckon one of the most self-aware simpsons things exists um and it's when is it i think it's jimbo steals something it's like a really old episode. Jimbo steals something and he's like, four finger discount, dude. No, and that's not what he sounds like. It doesn't sound like he's been smoking 60 fags a day. <laughs> um, Yeah, he says four finger discount instead of five finger discount. Um, And if you've never heard the phrase five finger discount, five finger discount is because you've stolen it with your hands. So it's a five finger discount. Um. So it's, you know, it's obviously a funny because they're all missing a finger, but it's also kind of a discount in itself because it saved them so much money. I don't know if that's thinking way too much into it. It might not be that deep at all. It might be like, why did the author say the curtains were blue? Because the curtains were blue. Like, yeah, but I like, you know, it wouldn't surprise me either way with The Simpsons. And I think this is still right. I think this is still up to date. Tangled is the most expensive animated film in the world. $274 million. 
production on the film took six years because there were so many technical issues with Rapunzel's hair. It took nine years to create a program for like the best way to do hair modeling in the film, which is crazy. And you think you take a while doing your hair in the morning. Okay, that's a bad enough joke to move on, I think. Sounds good. Wool. Wool. Woolly, 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 woolly. Wool. Woolly jumpers. Woolly mammoths. Woolly things. Okay, I know this isn't wool, but I have a story about a lesson that I really should have learned before I did this. When I... When I was... Actually, no. I was going to say the when I was living... Uh, not on my own, but when I like, moved out from like my childhood home um, for the first time. But it wasn't even... Oh, God, sentences. This was the second time I'd moved out. So I'd already lived away once. This was the second time. So I have no excuse, really. So I found this proper, lush cashmere jumper in a charity shop years ago. Actually, yeah, this is my excuse because I'd never owned cashmere before. Like a proper woolly jumper or like friggin' tweed for me was like, ooh, fancy. So when I had cashmere, I was like, oh, cool. I'm just going to sleep in this forever. This feels amazing. That was the plan until one fateful evening after washing this jumper and having a tumble dryer in the house I was in for the first time, in went the cashmere jumper into the tumble dryer. And yep, I already know the face that some of you are probably making. Some of you are like, why is that a problem? Others of you are probably like cringing right now because yes, in went the cashmere jumper and out came half an hour later a cashmere crop top which which I still rocked, to be fair. So it wasn't all bad, but yes, I. if anyone listening to this is uh, learning about these things for the first time, don't put cashmere in the tumble dryer. Always read your labels. But, um... Okay, let's, let's learn some facts about wool together, just in case there's anything I need to be knowing so I don't make these same types of mistakes again. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so we've been wearing wool for the longest time, right? Since the Stone Age. Humans, that is. Like, we... Well, actually, we haven't been wearing wool for the longest time. That would be sheep to hold the record for that. Or mammoths, I guess. Ma- mammoths came before sheep. Well, they're extinct, aren't they? Or are they? Also, do sheep wear wool? Technically, I guess not. We don't wear hair. Well, some people do. Some people do wear figs. Do you wear figs? No. Have you worn figs? No. Will you wear figs? Maybe. When will you wear figs? <sighs> YouTube that if you have no idea what I'm talking about. And even if you do, watch it again. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, Do, uh, where we're wearing wearing hair. We don't wear hair. 
It is, it's made of the same stuff, though. Did you know that? Kind of. Keratin, the, uh, the protein that makes up human hair and nails, also makes up sheep's wool. Yeah, see, we're all, we're all the same, we're all connected, we're all made out of the same stuff, man. And, uh, and unlike hair and nails, uh, wool has a lot of uses. For example, as well as a, as a nice woolly jumper that your mum or your nan knitted you for Christmas, you can also use it as insulation. I personally have about five sheep's worth in the walls of my van. Sheep's worth? Sheep... Oh, God, again. What is it? So the plural of sheep is sheep, right? So is it five sheep's worth or five sheep worth? Five sheep worth does not sound right. Sounds like an address. Five sheep worth large. You know what I mean? Hello, Mr. Sheepworth. <laughs> it's been a, it's been ages, Mr. Sheepworth. How are you doing? Mad. <laughs> Move on. Move on. Um, I've just seen a fact here that. Oh my God! This reminds me of a story. Okay. Wool fibers are crimped along their length. These natural curls create air pockets which act as a thermal barrier, naturally insulating against heat or cold. And the story I remember is about hair being crimped. I may have told this story before, but I used to have a dog, a German Shepherd, and I loved him to bits. And when his hair was wet, behind his ears, it would naturally crimp. And I thought it looked really cool. And there was a girl at my school who came in one day with her hair crimped. And it was the same because it was all like highlighted and dyed. It was the same kind of shade as my German Shepherd's. And as she walked past me at lunch, I said, Oh, your hair looks like my dog's. I've never seen a more horrified face that was right on the brink of tears. Am I a bully? Did I try to be nice and and become a bully instead? Is that what happened? Alack a day. The road to hell really is paved with good intentions. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you know what? Actually, that takes us nicely onto the last word, which is grey. And I want to talk about grey in the, like, in, in in the nuanced sense, in the, you know, in the, the... The realm of what is intended versus what is received versus, um, no, not versus, um, like including context and this, that, and the other. So let's talk about how grey the world actually is. And I don't mean dreary, dull, and miserable, and depressing. It is that sometimes. But 
No, I mean it. I mean, gray is a wonderful blend of black and white. Two ends of a spectrum that things incredibly rarely, if ever, dwell in. Um, so I guess I wanted to say this as maybe a reminder, especially living in this internet age where nuance doesn't seem to be at the forefront of a lot of conversation. Um, like what's the actual definition of nuance? A subtle difference in or shade of meaning, expression or sound. That's interesting that they've used shade because we're talking about color. Um, yeah, a lot of the time, I think discussions and debates and arguments are had uh, without knowing the full context, especially on Twitter. Uh, and I think conclusions are jumped to, accusations are cast, blame is targeted, um, with with blanket rules that tend to leave nuance at the sideline a lot of the time. And I just don't think we can operate like that for very long. Um, the fact that nuance and, and gray areas exist is a wonderful thing. Complexity can lead to growth and problem solving and precedent for the future that we can build a decent future on. Um, because it means we have to use our minds to figure out the wrongs and rights instead of just shouting and hurling abuse into the abyss. Or talking quietly, I guess ASMR cancelling can exist too. Why not? It's kind of like how you see so many colours across the LGBTQA plus spectrum. Everyone is included, right? That's a beautiful thing. There is space for everyone. Everyone belongs there, but there is no one shade that works for everyone. Everything and everyone has to be taken into account. People are incredibly nuanced, incredibly gray, and incredibly colorful. This is a very interesting analogy that makes no sense, but also definitely does make sense, right? And I'm hoping if you've, <laughs> if you've listened to enough of this podcast, you'll have some kind of an idea into how my mind works. And if you're anything similar, I hope you understand what I mean. That is what I wish for anyway. Oh God. This is why I don't talk about serious subjects that often because I, you know, I need to... Or I, I shouldn't just spitball them. I should sit down and, you know, actually properly think about this, but this is the point where it'd be good to have you go, what are you talking about? Or like offer a counterpoint or something like that. <laughs> or just go, it's time to go to bed now. <laughs> okay, here's, here's, here's a way to further the point slightly. If you really wanted to know about a specific wine, you wouldn't go to someone who would just say, uh, it's red. No, you would go to someone who would understand the flavors, the notes, the aromas, the nuances of this particular 
1989 Chateau Neuf de <laughs> Because there is so much more to it than red. And um, yeah, I, I think we just all need to take a bit more time to take nuance into the consideration, into the consideration, into consideration, into consideration in day-to-day life, online and offline. Okay? And if I can end with a quote, it was Amin Maluf that said, A lifetime of writing has taught me to be wary of words. Those that seem the clearest are often the most treacherous. And if there's any truth to that, then this podcast is going to be the least treacherous thing ever, because I don't think anything I ever have said is clear, has been clear, unless I am reading from Wikipedia, which is also not the most reliable source. Let's wrap it up, shall we? <laughs> just just go be kind and have patience. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Halloween special last week and had a good Halloween if you did anything, uh, I hope you feel a bit more chill now than you did when we first started. I hope you have a good week next week. And if not, have the week you have. And I would love for you to take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself as well as, as, well as others. And with all of that, I will speak to you very soon. Okay. Goodbye.